episode show number 66 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. When I think of 66, I think about pulling guard Larry Little of the Miami Dolphins way back in the uh, early 1970s. Dolphins won a couple of Super Bowls back-to-back, beating the Washington Redskins back then and the Minnesota Vikings back-to-back in the Super Bowls. And you talk about Jim Kick, Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, and you got to talk about pulling guard Larry Little. Number 66, it was a big part of why those running backs were so successful for the Miami Dolphins back in the early 1970s. Well, I before the game started, I gave my prediction in the Facebook group. I got the Jaguars 27, the Texans 16, the game just getting underway now. Uh, the Jaguars have missed a field goal. Brandon McManus, who was so good kicking the field goal last week, I think he was three for three, I believe. And he had a kind of a relatively a chip shot and missed it to the right. Texans got the ball back for the second time in the first quarter. Um, their rookie quarterback hit a long pass play. And then Damian Pierce ran it in from like one yard out. Texans had the extra point. And the Texans have a lead in the first quarter. Houston Texans seven. Jacksonville Jaguars, nothing. My prediction, the Jaguars winning the football game 27 to 16. And that's kind of saying the Jaguars offense will, I'm thinking, will break out a little bit today. Um, We are sponsored by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs. Saucer Realty and Capital, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, go to our website at bigjreport.com. And you will find the link for Saucer Realty and Capital. Larry Saucer has vast experience. Larry Saucer has vast experience in land appraising, selling, buying real estate, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida and surrounding areas. Larry's sanctioned to, you know, sell and buy homes in in um, Jacksonville, Gainesville, Lake City, Live Oak, and many places in between, and even a little bit to the south of that North Florida line as well. So also really Dean Capital sponsoring the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And you'll absolutely find their link to Saucerility and Capital on our website at bigjreport.com. The link to Saucerility and Capital is right in the middle or tail end of our 24-7 North Florida weather reports that we have basically 24-7 on our website at bigjreport.com. Lakeyoufallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They have hits uh, 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, uh, Rock Saturdays, also Midnight Rock, Midnight Central Time, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time at LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. We're going to continue with the podcast right now, though, the Texans with a 7 to nothing first quarter lead over the Jaguars. Damian Pierce, who I actually added uh, put him in one of my fantasy football lineups, and he scores a touchdown. That's good for my fantasy team. Not not good for the Jaguars, though. The Houston Texans leading in Jacksonville. The Houston Texans seven. Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. Uh, early in the first quarter of this football game, the Texans at the Jaguars. 
Okay, so I've got a monitor hooked up where I can watch the game while I'm doing the podcast. So it's kind of cool. It's like a 50-yard line seat here at uh, World Headquarters. I saw Trevor Lawrence complete a pass to tight end Luke Farrell here a few moments ago. So that's certainly uh, it's good to see Luke Farrell catching the ball, getting a little yardage. Uh, Jaguars trying to make an effort to keep the ball on the ground with uh, ETN. Houston Texans lead the game. Houston Texans seven. The Jacksonville Jaguars nothing here in the first quarter. What might be fun, too, we'll take a look at the predictions um, here as the game is just getting underway. We had a lot of predictions, people predicting the games. Um, I picked the Jags to win your host of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott, your host. I predicted the Jaguars to win 27-16. to 16. Uh, Frank Branzel has the Jaguars to win 17 to 10. These are predictions in our, our Facebook group, actually. Um, let's see. There's some more predictions in here that we'll give to you just as the game is getting underway. Um, Warren Day. <laughs> let's, let's see. Duval till we die, says Warren Day. Yeah, he's picking the Jaguars to beat the Texans 30 to 17 today. John Gaylor. Our uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast supporter, contributor, and correspondent, John Gaylor, has the Jaguars winning today 23-10. to But, John, the Texans already got seven points on the board. Um, yours truly, your host, uh, I'm Scott. I got the Jaguars winning today 27-16 to is my prediction. I'm kind of calling for the Jags offense. Um, the Jags offense will break out uh, some today. Again, Fran, Frank uh, Branzel picks the Jags to win 17 to 10. Greg Farah picks the Jags to win 31 to 17. And so those are some of the predictions we have. Let's see. Uh, let's see. James Pringle. James Pringle's picking the Jags to win 17 to 10. Um, Alan Bolante. I believe that's how you pronounce Alan's last name, Bolante. Um, Alan Belante is picking the Jags to win 24 to 10 today. So these are some of the predictions uh, from, you know, from our listeners and, and folks in the BigJReport.com Facebook group. I said, hey, jump in here. Give us your prediction today of the Texans at the Jaguars game. Those are some of our predictions. I said, hey, who who you got and the score? Everybody's picking the Jags. Uh, the sad thing right now, though, the Texans are winning the game. By the score of seven to nothing, college football man was so so interesting, wasn't it? College football, a lot of games uh, being played. The Gators won, but you know some of the supporters, Florida supporters, the UF supporters said, "Man, they didn't blow them out." The UNC uh, Charlotte Forty ers you know, most famous for Cornbread Maxwell playing basketball there years and years ago when I was a kid. Um, NFL football, uh, Houston Texans, seven Jacksonville Jaguars, nothing in the first quarter. You're listening to episode show number 66 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We are saluting number 66, former Miami Dolphins pulling guard on the offensive line, Larry Little Love Larry. Man, he helped block for those guys that ran the football for the Dolphins, uh, Larry Zonka. Mercury Morris and uh, Jim Kick, he was a great pulling guard. And, hey, Bob Greasy didn't mind him being on the offensive line. He was a great offensive lineman. Um, let's see, Bob Tobin popped up in our Facebook group, said, extra, extra, it's early. 
with Houston up seven points, but the Jags, oh my goodness, he said, are stink, stinking it up again. <laughs> Extra, it's early with Houston up seven to zip, but the Jags are stinking it up again. Man, we get we get all kinds of comments in the Facebook group. Want to wish uh, Cindy Kirkland Townsend a very, very happy birthday from Mad Max and from all of us at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Linda Bowman in our Facebook group, happy birthday wishes going out to you. Any surprises in college football on Saturday? What was the biggest surprise for you? I said, hey, what you got? That Ohio State won. They did win. Uh, Ohio State beat Notre Dame 17-14. to 14. Uh, Colorado got smashed their first loss. Man, they lost, what was it, 42-6? to six? They ran into Oregon, and Oregon, you know, the Oregon coach probably watching the Colorado film. So Colorado wins three straight games, but some of these other teams and other coaches are going to watch the film and see where the weaknesses are and see if they can exploit some things. And it looks like that's what Oregon did. Oregon uh, won the football game over Colorado 42-6, to so that, uh, that will put an end to the three-game winning streak uh, for the Colorado Buffaloes, who did reach the top. Uh, 25 in the poll. We'll check some more. Um, we'll check some more scores from college football. Florida Gators 22, UNC Charlotte seven. A final. Um, a lot of people not happy with the Florida defense. Scott Davis, I've known him for years. He said lethargic and vanilla offense. Well, that's probably true, Scott. However, the defenses look pretty good. I mean, Florida gives up seven points to UNC Charlotte. Um, they gave up only 16 to Tennessee the week before. Florida got beat by a Utah team back in uh, game one that just beat UCLA 14 to seven. Old school football, Utah 14, UCLA seven, a final on Saturday, September the 23rd. Florida's only loss coming to a 4 0. Utah team. So it's been interesting college football in the NIL era, the portal, the transfer portal, etc. Coaches making huge money and the players, some of the players making pretty good money too. Um, I did post a picture of my, um, my coffee cup from uh, Mickey D's. You know, if you ever go to Mickey D's, you can't beat the sausage and egg biscuit. With some of that coffee that my executive producer likes to make cafe. Pretty good. Hash brown ain't bad either. Um, Larry Saucer in the Facebook group said an all-American breakfast right there. Sure was. Um, beautiful weather in Jacksonville. Clear skies on Sunday today uh, during the football game. A few clouds moving in Monday night. Chance of rain kind of teetering between 20% and 30% this Monday and this Monday night. High temperatures around 89, lows at night near 62. Winds out of the southwest uh, here in North Florida at about 3 to 8 miles per hour. Uh, Billy Napier, I'm going to have to watch his uh, press conference. I know he's happy to win. Billy Napier likes winning games by the scores he's winning by. The 29 to 16 win over Tennessee is up his alley. He's not looking to play, you know, 40 to 50 football, both teams scoring 40 or 50 points. He's not. He is happy beating UNC Charlotte 22 to 7. He was happy beating Tennessee 29 to 16. 
and Florida's got a game with Kentucky coming up. Big SEC Eastern Division coming up. I believe that's the next game for Florida. Florida is 3-1. and one. Pretty good start. I think the Gator fans, most of the Gator fans, and I think Coach Billy Napier would take the 3-1 and one start at this point. Uh, I understand the Jacksonville Armada is going to get a um, new downtown stadium. Armada Soccer Club announces that um, – the Arma- Jacksonville Armada Soccer Club announces their team. Again, the Jacksonville Armada Soccer Club announces team uh, that will develop downtown soccer stadium uh, here in Jacksonville. I know negotiations still in the very early stages of the football stadium, the $2 billion football stadium proposed to be built a couple of years down the road probably somewhere between 2025 and 2027. If they start it in 2025, it may be completed, you know, by the end of 2026. So that's something to keep an eye on. That's going to be, you know, the Jacksonville, Florida City Council and the folks negotiating that deal between the city of Jacksonville and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, so a lot going on. College football, we're giving you some of the scores. Alabama was a two-touchdown winner over Ole Miss. And um, we're going to give you some some high school football scores, too. I'm also going to sneak a peek at the ball game. Uh, we're going to – right now, the Houston Texans lead in the first quarter. Houston Texans, seven. The Jacksonville Jaguars, nothing. Let me see if I can grab some uh, some more college football scores for you. Um, Clemson got beat by FSU. Isn't that amazing? FSU, I'm going to tell you, Coach Mike Norvell is a good football coach. He had a winning record at the mid-majors, unlike Willie Taggart, the previous coach at FSU. Mike Norvell was 11-1 at Memphis and got his team to a Cotton Bowl bid with Memphis, the Memphis Tigers, the last year he was there. Had a good record at Memphis, took the Florida State job, and I told a lot of people, I said, you give Florida State three, four years with Coach Mike Norvell, and they're going to be contending for the ACC title. And that is, frankly, what is happening. Florida State beat Clemson in overtime, FSU 31, Clemson 24 in overtime on Saturday, September the 23rd. So the Gators and Seminoles both win over the weekend. We'll take a look at some more, um, you know, college football scores, obviously, of uh, games going on. Um, so keep it right here. You're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott, your host. We've got a lot more coming up. We're brought to you by LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio. Great internet radio where it's all good. That's LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio. The Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. And Still looking at the monitor, the Texans still leading the game 7 to nothing. They've got the ball back. Jags offense has not been able to score. Brandon McManus had a missed field goal to the right, kicked it bad to the right. I saw Trayvon Walker in the first quarter made a really, really good tackle. And um, he's getting up off the ground now. He made another tackle. So I've seen a couple of tackles by Jags' second year off um, defensive end, outside linebacker. Plays a lot on the line of scrimmage. Trayvon Walker with a nice hit and stick. And that looks like the second tackle I've seen him make in this particular game. Houston Texans with a 7-0 lead over the Jaguars. Still in the first quarter. 
The Texans are on the move again, though. They're in Jaguars territory with a 7 nothing lead with a rookie quarterback. And we're going to talk more about it. The Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Thank you for listening. Well, the field, and then all of a sudden, a uh, completed pass out from uh, quarterback. Um, of course, um, Trevor Trevor Lawrence completed a pass to Calvin Ridley over on the sidelines. A uh, little getting deep into um, into uh, Texan territory around their thirty yard line, but you got an illegal penalty, or well, a penalty is always illegal play, right? Number sixty eight, Brandon Sheriff, illegal hands to the face. The play came back on a penalty. Next thing you know, Jags are having to punt it back to the Texans. Texans have a 14 to nothing lead. Uh, second touchdown for the Texans in the first half. Um, rookie, rookie Stroud. Stroud is playing a good game. The uh, rookie quarterback out of Ohio State, uh, first-round draft pick uh, for the Houston Texans, is playing well. Uh, two touchdowns in this game for the Texans. Uh, Damian Pierce scored on a one-yard plunge earlier in the first quarter. And then, you know, really the um, the Pierce touchdown was set up by some a nice pass play by Stroud. Stroud's got over 100 yards passing in this football game already. That's right, Stroud, the Houston Texans quarterback. He's a rookie. Trevor Lawrence is in his uh, third year. And, of course, we're talking about his name is C.J. Stroud. That's right, quarterback C.J. Stroud uh, playing well against the Jaguars. Um, He's got a touchdown pass uh, to Brevin Jordan, short pass to Brevin Jordan into the end zone for a touchdown. Damian Pierce, a one-yard plunge. The former Florida Gator running back from Bainbridge, Georgia, scored for Houston, and Houston's got a 14-0 lead. Uh, football game now in the second quarter. I got you. I heard uh, Enrique Crumbs has been messaging me on in, in Messenger. How you doing, Enrique? Enrique Crumbs want to... You know, we got you on our shout-out list. Uh, semi-pro football player. He's played indoor, outdoor, arena. Played for the Southern Steam. Played for many, many other teams. Enrique Crum, special hello to you during the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I got the game on the monitor. The Texans have the ball back. The Jaguars had to punt to him, a Logan Cook punt. Game now is... Um, in the second quarter, another penalty. This penalty is kind of an illegal procedure against the Texans. So finally, the Jaguars playing a little bit of good field position. McManus is not hitting his kicks. One of the kicks was blocked. I missed the play, but one of the, the second field goal attempt was blocked. The first field goal attempt was kind of kicked badly to the right by McManus. So he's not having a good game. Jaguars have no points on the um, scoreboard yet. It's a Texans 14. The Jaguars nothing. Texans in their own territory deep. C.J. Stroud, the rookie quarterback, throws a pass down the field. Looks like it's completed up around the 28-yard line. 
Um, we'll keep up with NFL games uh, today on episode show number 67 of the Teal Short Report podcast. Let's take a look at college football from uh, yesterday on Saturday. Going back to uh, this past Saturday, September the 23rd, the Georgia Bulldogs, number one ranked team in the country, defeated the UAB Blazers, Georgia 49, UAB 21. Florida Gators 22, UNC Charlotte 7, FSU in overtime defeated Clemson, FSU 31, Clemson Tigers 24, a final in overtime. Uh, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher gets a win over Auburn, Texas A&M 27, Auburn 10. Alabama playing some good defense. You know, the Gators are playing pretty good defense too, but Alabama now having trouble finding, you know, the right keys on offense, perhaps a quarterback that can be very, very proficient. Proficient. Um, they haven't found their their Mac Jones uh, or even uh, Tua Tagovailoa. They haven't found quarterbacks like they have had, you know, like Tua and uh, Mac Jones in the past. So Alabama playing with guile and defense. Alabama twenty four, Ole Miss ten. The defense kept keeps them in the game, and eventually a great defensive effort by Alabama helps to win the football game. Alabama 24, Ole Miss 10. Tennessee, easy winners over UTSA. I believe that's Texas, San Antonio. Tennessee Volunteers bouncing back after the Florida loss to the Gators. Tennessee 45, Texas, San Antonio, or UTSA is their known 14. So Tennessee bounces back with a non-conference win. 45 to 14 over Texas San Antonio. Uh, some other scores. LSU hung on in a close game and defeated the Arkansas Hogs. LSU Bayou Bengals or LSU Tigers, if you will. LSU 34, Arkansas 31. South Carolina outscored Mississippi State. South Carolina 37, Mississippi State 30. And Georgia Tech has improved their record to two and two. Georgia Tech. Uh, Downs Wake Forest in college football on Saturday, September the 23rd. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 30, Wake Forest 16. So that's some of what went on in uh, college football on Saturday, September the 23rd. Ohio State with a come-from-behind win over Notre Dame. Ohio State won their game. Ohio State 17, Notre Dame 14. So some relatively low-scoring games also on Saturday, September the 23rd. And Utah, the only team that Florida has lost to on their schedule so far, the Gators are 3-1. and one. They beat McNeese State. Uh, you know, they also beat UNC Charlotte 22-7 to seven on Saturday, September the 23rd. And they beat Tennessee the week um, – Last week, Florida beat Tennessee 29 to 16. So the only game Florida lost was to the was the opener at Utah. And Utah, man, they're playing pretty well. Utah's 4-0. They defeated UCLA. Amazing. Let me pull up that score. I believe it was 14 to 7. Man, that's old school football. And that's kind of what I wrote in the uh in in the Facebook group that, uh, hey, that's this is old school football. And um, what's Chip Kelly doing? Only scoring seven points. He's supposed to be an offensive guru, right? Texans lead the Jaguars 14 to nothing now in the second quarter. Uh, Florida beat UNC Charlotte 22 to seven. 
Um, old school football. This is a score I was looking for. Old school football, Utah 14, UCLA 7, a final on Saturday, September the 23rd. The Florida Gators' only loss coming to a 4-0 Utah team. So Florida's played a, you know, they played a tough schedule. They they lost to Utah, they beat Tennessee, and then they, you know, worked in a couple of non-conference wins over McNeese State. And now um, the UNC Charlotte 49ers to start the season. Florida Gators start the season at uh, three and one. Uh, we'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. I've got my monitor set up on the game. Uh, Jaguars are losing, but they got the football back. Uh, Houston Texans 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. C.J. Stroud, 21 years old, and off to a great start. Second quarter, the Houston Texans lead the Jaguars. Houston Texans 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. This is quite a surprise. The Jaguars um, this week have been anywhere from a 10-point favorite down to a 9, 9.5-point favorite. And I think just as of a day or two ago, the point spread went down to like 8 or 8.5. So when the game kicked off, the Jaguars are somewhere between an 8 and a 9-point favorite. But right now, the Houston Texans got to like where they are in the first half in the second quarter. The Houston Texans leading the Jaguars. Houston Texans 14. The Jacksonville Jaguars nothing. We'll be back. We'll talk more about this game uh, today that we're we're watching. Uh, basically from our 50-yard line seat at World Headquarters. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll be back. Got North Florida Entertainment, some high school football scores coming up, and much, much more on episode show number 66 of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Remember the 24th, Texans hit a field goal at the end of the half after Stroud completed some passes, got him down the field. And lo and behold, the Texans have a 17 to nothing lead uh, here in Jacksonville. I've got a 50-yard line seat right here at World Headquarters. Got a nice monitor. We're, you know, watching the, the game on. And we appreciate you guys tuning into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I want to say a special hello to our, our good friends with, you know, all the Jaguars groups that we – get involved in and, you know, do comments in and posts and things like that. I want to say a special hello to Jerry Brown with Jaguars. Let's go Robert Irwin. All you guys uh, want to say hello to each and every one of you with Jaguars. Let's go. The big J Facebook group. We appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Halftime though, not good news from Jacksonville. It's 17 to nothing. Uh, the Texans leading. Houston Texans 17, the Jaguars nothing. I actually have some halftime stats on the game. And listen to this. C.J. Stroud, the rookie quarterback out of Ohio State, 14 out of 21, passing 162 yards in the first half. Uh, One touchdown, no interceptions, about a 105.7 quarterback rating. No sacks. That could be the most surprising thing of the game so far. 
because there was so much made of the Texans' offensive line being beat up, banged up, and just not being any good. And the Jags have no, no sacks. No sacks. Look like Trevor Lawrence has not been sacked either. Trevor Lawrence on the other side of things, 10 out of 16, no touchdowns, no interceptions, about a 77.3 quarterback rating. Uh, Travis Etienne doing a good job. And, and, you know, they have been working him in the first half. Uh, Travis Etienne, 13 carries, 52 yards. Tank Bigsby, a carry for nine yards. Trevor Lawrence ran one. The play that Trevor Lawrence ran looked like Looked like Archie Manning back in the 1970s running around. I mean, he's a six foot six target man. Get out of bounds. Get down, Trevor. One carry, eight yards. I think he did get out of bounds on that play. No, no, he got tackled. One carry, eight yards for Trevor Lawrence. You know, Jamal Agnew, man, he's a he's a good kick returner, punt returner. But man, when he gets out there playing wide receiver, might have to call him uh, uh, Fumble Fingers or something because. He fumbled in the playoff game. He fumbled in this game. And he might have taken a big hit on the play, but, man, hang on to the ball, man. You got to hang on like like riding a roller coaster. Hang on. Uh, Jamal Agnew, two catches, 27 yards. Um, he had, he's got a 13.5-point um, yard per catch average on two catches, two catches, 27 yards. ETN, Travis ETN, two catches, 25 yards. Calvin Ridley got banged up. Um, a little bit early in the game, but came back in. It looked like he was holding his back when he got hurt, you know, early in the first quarter. Ridley's got two catches, 19 yards. But his long catch was 11 yards. Uh, Christian Kirk's got one catch, five yards. Tim Jones came in, and I believe he came in when, when Ridley went out momentarily. It looked like Ridley was kind of holding his lower back when he got hurt early in the first quarter. But since Ridley, you know, since then, Ridley has come back into the game wearing number zero, of course. So you got a multitude of guys, even Luke Farrell, the tight ends, caught a pass for four yards. Uh, Brenton Strange, the other tight end, one catch, four yards. Um, let's see. I'm not seeing Ingram in the uh, – is Ingram playing today? I don't see Ingram in the receiving totals yet. Um, Jamal Agnew, again, two catches, 27 yards. Travis Etienne two catches, 25 yards. Ridley, two catches for 19 yards. Christian Kirk, a catch at five yards. Tim Jones came in briefly at a catch for five yards, one catch for five yards. Titan Fair, one catch, four yards. And Britton Strange, one catch for four yards. On the other side, uh, Brevin Jordan has a touchdown catch from C.J. Stroud. One catch, four yards, and it was a touchdown by um, Brevin Jordan for the Houston Texans. The other touchdown was Damian Pierce uh, running it in from a little bit over a yard out. So Damian Pierce on one of my fantasy football team scores. That's good news for me, not for the Jaguars. Uh, C.J. Stroud, two carries, 12 yards. You know, and Stroud really on Damian Pierce's touchdown run, he set it up with a a nice pass play to get the uh, Texans down inside the Jaguars' two-yard line. So that's some of what's going on. You take a look at the stats and uh, Robert Woods, you remember him, executive producer JC, Robert Woods, three catches, 34 yards for the Texans at halftime. Nico Collins, two catches, 34 yards. Tank Dell, was that his name? Tank Dell, three catches for 59 yards. Where is the Jaguars pass rush in the first half? And 
where is the um, the the daunted defensive back play? Right now, it's a Houston Texans seventeen, the Jacksonville Jaguars nothing at halftime. I saw uh, I saw Trayvon Walker make a tackle, and then I think he made another poise save. Olakon still leading tackler for the Jaguars, seven total tackles, three solo tackles. Trayvon's been a little bit busy, three tackles, three solo tackles. Um, and Trayvon Walker, to his credit, he's got a couple of tackles, tackles for losses. He's got two of those in the game. Rayshon Jenkins, six uh, total tackles, five solo tackles. Andre Sisco, four tackles, three solo tackles. Trayvon Walker, three uh, total tackles, three of those. They're three solo tackles. And two of Trayvon Walker's tackles went for – they were tackles for losses. That's what's going on uh, here at halftime, getting ready to move into the third quarter. Houston Texans with a 17 to nothing lead over the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to check some high school football scores coming up next. North Florida Entertainment, and we'll talk about the Jaguars' second-half efforts against the Texans coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Okay, the third quarter is underway. Jaguars still trailing the football game 17 to nothing. Jaguars got the football, trying to keep it moving. ETN got a nice little pass play from uh, Trevor Lawrence and and got some yardage. Trevor's uh, trying to move down the field. Looks like there was a drop pass by one of the running backs. I'm happy to see Evan Ingram is in there. He didn't do much in the stat page in the first half, but I see Evan Ingram kind of flanking out. Looks like to the right side. Kirk is out there, too. So the Jaguars kind of on a move. We're going to check high school football scores for you, too. Looks like the Jags hit getting hit with maybe another illegal procedure penalty. Wow, hot day in Jacksonville. Temperatures climbing up to probably around 89 or 90 during the game today. I've seen some penalties in this football game on you know, Sheriff Luke Farrell and the Jaguars um, incidentally trailing this game 17 to nothing in the third quarter. You're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We will absolutely take a look at some, you know, some high school uh, football scores. If you missed them, you know, a little bit earlier in episode show number 65, let's take a look at some high school scores. Uh, that we do have. We're going to try to get this podcast done by the conclusion of the Jaguars game today. Let's uh, take a look at some high school scores, high school football. Uh, Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, 32, Ed White Commanders, 20, a final. Episcopal School of Jacksonville, that's Episcopal 33, NFEI 6, a final score. Bishop Kenny, the Bishop Kenny Crusaders, 51, West Nassau, 14. Titusville from Central Florida knocked off Fleming Island. Titusville 35, Fleming Island 23. Uh, the Bowles School put 44 points on the board in their victory over Oak Leaf. Uh, Bowles 44, Oak Leaf 28 a final. Stanton Blue Devils 21, Inglewood Rams 13 a final. Beachside defeated Ridgeview 50 to nothing. That kind of surprised me a little bit. Beachside's a new school. They got a good football program going. But Ridgeview's been better than this. They're really having a down year. Somebody told me 
in the Facebook group Ridgeview's been down now a couple of years since last year. Beachside 50, Ridgeview nothing, the final Ridgeview from uh, Clay County area. And uh, Beachside from the beaches, Beachside 50, Ridgeview nothing, the final. St. Augustine's got a good football team. They beat Bartram Trail. This is Bartram Trail's second loss. They lost to Daytona Mainland a few days back or last week, I believe, um, or the week before. Um, I know Bartram Trail's got a really good football team, but they've lost a couple of games already. St. Augustine 34, the Bartram Trail Bears 31, a final. Keystone Heights, Keystone Heights 46, Interlock and 8, a final. Uh, Harvest Community 20, Duval Charter 6, final score. Trinity Christian Academy, 27, Columbia County, Lake City, 13, a final. John Giller told me that makes Lake City 0-4 for the Columbia County Tigers. Wow, got to be the best 0-4 team in in, uh, Northeast Florida. Uh, Middleburg shut down and shut out. Rebalt, Middleburg. Let's see, the Middleburg, I think, are they known as the Broncos, I think? I might have got that wrong. Middleburg, 14, Rebalt Trojans, nothing, a final. Creekside, 23. The Mandarin Mustangs, 22. So it was Creekside, 23. Mandarin, 22. That's a high school that Carson Beck, the current Georgia quarterback, uh, went to high school and won a state championship his junior year. Creekside, 23. Mandarin, 22. The final score. I want to tell you about Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Dee Dee McDermott, contact Dee Dee. That's right. Make sure you contact D.D. McDermott about those trips. He's always got something going on with elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment. Contact D.D. Uh, McDermott. Uh, we will absolutely give you D.D.'s uh, phone number. Um, call D.D. I know he's going to be putting together some more trips to the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. And from any of the any of the projects that D.D. McDermott's working on with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, uh, make sure you give D.D. McDermott a call. Uh, we'll give you D.D.'s uh, phone number here. Let's see, I got D.D.'s phone number. He is in 904 in Jacksonville and uh, North Florida. That is, of course, D.D. McDermott and Elegant Time Travel and uh, Dark Diamond Entertainment. Here's D.D.'s phone number. You can call D.D. McDermott at uh, 904-442-3810 to uh, potentially book your trip. Or if you ask, if you have any questions or concerns, call Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment and D.D. McDermott at 904-442-3810. That's D.D. McDermott at Elegant Time Travel, 904-442-3810. Back to some high school football scores, and also make sure you tune in for the Mad Max Mix, the Internet Radio Wednesday night request show, 6 to 8 o'clock Central Time. That's 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern Time with Mad Max, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. You'll find the links to Mad Max's Wednesday night request show. He plays great classic rock request. You know, the Leonard Skinner's. Allman Brothers, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Joe Jackson stepping out, uh, the late, great Gary Wright. So check out the madmaxmix.weebly.com, 6 to 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We have the links for Mad Max's show on our website at bigjreport.com. 
in the Neighbors 2 section near the concert listings. And also, in the Outside the Box section, you'll find an article about Mad Max, about Max's show in the madmaxmix.weebly.com. And again, you'll find the links to Mad Max's show, the madmaxmix.weebly.com. The links are on our website at bigjreport.com in the uh, Outside the Box section and in the Neighbors 2 section near the concert listings, the Mad Max Mix. Dot weebly.com. If you would like to follow the XFL and even take a look at the review of their past 2023 season, go to xfltoday.net, xfltoday.net. So we want to thank all of our sponsors, xfltoday.net, the madmaxmix.weebly.com, D.D. McDermott with Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, Lake Yuvala Hits, great internet radio, 24-7. Lake Yuvala Hits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And they now have not only Rock Saturdays, but they have Midnight Rock, Midnight Central Time, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time during the week. And plus, they have Rock Saturdays, too. Uh, by the way, very recognizable and identifiable hits Monday through Friday from morning till afternoon. And then Monday through Friday night, they've got uh, Hits 2000s, LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. So we want to thank LakeUfallahits.com on being one of our sponsors. Also, Saucerility and Capital, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, uh, the Mad Max Mix, .weebly.com, the internet radio Wednesday night music request show, and the XFLToday.net. And we want to thank John Gaylor, our correspondent, our uh, correspondent, um, you know, a guy who helps us a lot with, you know, info and opinions. And and we appreciate John Gaylor so very much for supporting our podcast and, um, you know, being a, you know, correspondent and contributor uh, to the BigJReport.com Facebook group, our BigJReport.com website, and to the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. So we wanted to salute all of our sponsors. Let's uh, get back now to more of uh, the high school football scores. We're right in the middle of doing some high school football scores. Let's get back to it. Middleburg 14, Rebalt nothing, a final Creekside 23, Mandarin 22, Reigns Vikings 27, Trinity Catholic from outside the area 26. Reigns Vikings 27, Trinity Catholic 26, a final. Reigns wins by one point. Uh, Wolfson Wolfpack 27, Bishop Snyder nothing, a final. Fletcher Senators uh, 12, Sandalwood 7, a final score. Uh, the Fletcher game ended early. The Fletcher game ended about five minutes early due to some violence that took place uh, near Fletcher High School. In reports, it said that there was not actually any shots fired, but apparently somebody turned a table upside down that went bam. So maybe it sounded like a, a gun going off. So so what happened is that game, I guess Sandalwood, you know, a couple of people said Sandalwood might have got the short end of the stick because the game ended five minutes early and Sandalwood finished five points short. It was a low-scoring game. Fletcher uh, officially gets the win, apparently. Fletcher 12, 
Sandalwood 7, a final. Wonder if there might be a protest because they ended the game five minutes early, but Fletcher won the game. Fletcher 12, Sandalwood 7, a final. Again, the Fletcher game ended about five minutes early due to some violence and some 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 things that took place that really shouldn't have taken place. We understand there was an individual near Fletcher High School that was detained um, by law enforcement. So, again, that game ended early uh, due to kind of a, a ruckus uh, that went on near Fletcher High School. Again, Fletcher 12, Sandwich 7, the final score. The uh, Fletcher game ended about about five minutes early due to some violence uh, that took place there near uh, Fletcher High School. Um, also, as we continue with more on the high school football scoreboard, from Friday night, September the 22nd for North Florida, South Georgia, Central Florida, and Southeast South Alabama, pocket of South, Southeast South Alabama and surrounding areas too. In Georgia, Effingham County, and I believe Coach Bobby Damerel went to this game, said it was a big crowd there. Effingham County 42, South Effingham 7, a final. Coffee 21, Richmond Hill nothing, a final in Georgia. Schley County, Georgia, 34. Macon County, 7, a final. Vidalia, 23. Windsor, 4, 6. Randolph Clay, where I did high school football play for that, that team for, you know, well over 10, almost 15 years. Randolph Clay, 42. Baconden Charter, 6, a final. Good to see the Randolph Clay Red Devils winning on Friday night, September the 22nd. Again, it was Randolph Clay, 42, Baconden Charter, 6, a final. Metter, 20, Irwin County, 14, a final. Shaw defeated Jordan High School. Uh, those schools from up around the Columbus, uh, Georgia area. Shaw, 42, Jordan High School, 6, a final. Uh, Mary Persons, 55, Columbus, Georgia, nothing, a final. Up and over in South Southeast Alabama, Pike Road 48. The Ufala Alabama Tigers 31 a final. Boy, that must have been a heck of a game. Um, Ufala's got a good team and a good program, but they got beat by Pike Road. Pike Road 48, the Ufala Alabama Tigers 31 a final. Uh, Real Town 47, Barber County 8 a final. The Lakeside School, Lakeside School Chiefs. Um, got beat on the road against Flint River Academy. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, said Flint River Academy is just like IMG. Max said they shouldn't lose another game the rest of the year, and perhaps they shouldn't have even been on Lakeside's schedule. That's what Max said. Man, they, a little being outmatched perhaps, and Lakeside's got a good team. Uh, they've been playing, you know, a lot of these private schools and – they're from Southeast Alabama, Lakeside School Chiefs located in Eufaula, Alabama, zero. Flint River Academy in Georgia, 40. They're from, I believe, what is it, um, Woodbury, Westbury, Woodbury, Georgia, in that area. I'll have to um, – Max had texted me some stuff. I'll have to grab my, my phone and take a look at some of that. But we do have the score. I believe they're from uh, Woodbury, Georgia. And Lakeside School lost to um, to Flint River Academy. Pretty good program up in Georgia. Max said they were just like kind of like IMG. <laughs> so 
So they got the players going there. Maybe some of those high school players are on NIL deals. Who knows? Lakeside School Chiefs located in Eufaula, Alabama, zero. Flint River Academy in Georgia, 40, the final in Georgia. And if you ever have any scores, you can always email me. If I'm missing your high school score and you... Again, guys, if you're missing your high school score, you'd like us to give uh, the high school you follow publicity by giving giving our listeners uh, the score of the high school that you follow. Let us know. You can write to us, touch base, uh, scott at bigjreport.com is my email address, scott at bigjreport.com. Uh, very tough loss uh, for the Lakeside School. As I mentioned, as we're taking a look at some uh, scores, again, it was Flint River Academy in Georgia, 40. The Lakeside School Chiefs in Uvala, Alabama, nothing. And again, you guys got any scores that, I, that I'm not posting on the website at bigjreport.com or we're perhaps not mentioning uh, on the podcast, let me know. We'll be happy to get those on. There's so many high schools, it's hard to get everybody's score on, but if there's one team you follow you'd like for us to dig out the score we'll be happy be happy to give it an effort and uh to do that and again thank you in advance for touching base with us reaching out to us uh, my email address is scott at bigjreport.com that is scott at bigjreport.com so at that juncture that's uh i guess that's about all the high school football scores we've got at the moment um I saw just a moment ago on the monitor in between things here that uh, Trevor Lawrence had hit Evan Ingram on a nice play down the sidelines. Um, so the Jaguars have been on the move. want to say a special hello to uh, Jerry Brown at Jaguars Let's Go, Robert Irwin. Appreciate you guys in Jaguars Let's Go very, very much. Uh, there's a lot of groups that, uh, you know, Jaguars Den is very, very good too. Those guys uh, – you know, follow us at bigjreport.com uh, and the bigjreport.com Facebook group and listen to the Teal Shirt Report podcast as well. Jaguars Den, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate there's some, you know, there's a lot of other Jaguars groups out there too. Um, there's the uh, Jaguar Life 904. I know that probably one of the first Jaguars groups that I really came in contact with is Jag Nation, Jaguars Nation. Duval, if you will, Duval. And well, heck, after the, the fullback special teamer took the touchdown all the way, you know, almost 90 yards for a uh, Texans touchdown. He went around the far side, you know, tight rope the sidelines, outran two or three guys, and went all the way for the touchdown. And now the game's still in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Texans uh, 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars 10. I'm looking at the monitor right now. Anton Harrison, Anton Harrison, uh, just he's taking a seat now. He got banged up on that last play. The Jaguars got the uh, football back. We will also take a look at North Florida Entertainment uh, coming up as well. Trevor Lawrence back out there. I missed the, you know, I missed the, 
couple of the scores, and we'll be going back and reviewing that with the stats, you know, right after the game. But right now, third quarter, Texans 24, Jaguars 10. Look like Lawrence just hit uh, Evan Ingram, tall guy, kind of falling down, making the catch. I've seen a couple of good catches in the second half by Ingram after he kind of went catchless in the first half. But the Jaguars got the ball, trying to storm back, probably only a minute left to go in the third quarter. So this is going to have to be a come-from-behind effort for the Jaguars-Texans lead it 24-10. Uh, I'm watching the game right now. Ingram is in there. Jags got about, man, they got about three wide receivers out to the left side, one receiver to the right. That's about four guys wanting to catch the football. And um, Lawrence incompletes a pass out toward the area of the tight end. And going to be interesting. The Jags got to come up with a couple more scores. Jerry Brown, hello to you with Jaguars. Let's go. All of our sponsors, xfltoday.net. Thank you. Also, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Thank you to you, Larry Saucer, and Saucer Valuations, too. And, of course, Saucer Realty and Capital, uh, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, D.D. McDermott, special hello to you, Mad Max and the Mad Max Mix.Weebly.com, Lake Ufala Hits. And see, something just happened. Did Houston grab the ball on an interception? Let's see what happened. I think the ball bounced from Houston to Jacksonville back to Houston on an interception. Looks like number 53 for the Texans came up with the football. And this thing is getting like a darn carnival. Texans winning at the moment. It's still very late third quarter. Texans 24, Jaguars 10. So I'm looking at the replay on this last pass play. Um, Trevor Lawrence in the shotgun. He's going back to pass. Throws the ball across the middle. A pass is deflected. Let's take a look. I don't know. Maybe the guy got a finger on the ball. The pass was intercepted. And apparently, as I'm looking at the replay, sometimes a replay looks different than live action. Looks like Lawrence threw it almost right to the guy that made a good catch on the play. C.J. Stroud is back out there again. As the third quarter is winding down, the Texans lead it 24 to 10. Houston's going to try to run the ball a little bit. Jaguars, some good tackling, tackling the running back behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be an interesting fourth quarter. Still a lot of time left as, um, you know, there's still like a, another few seconds left to the third quarter. Um, Stroud's had a, had a good day. C.J. Stroud, the, the rookie quarterback for Houston out of Ohio State. We'll take a look at some uh, North Florida entertainment. We'll keep an eye on the keep one eye on the football game as well. Uh, let me give you some North Florida entertainment as what we do on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. As we follow the Jacksonville Jaguars, try to make sense out of it all with the Jaguars, North Florida entertainment, and other area sports as well. Let's take a look right now at uh, some North Florida entertainment, some shows coming up. We're kind of updating some shows. Here in the last uh, day or two. You see writing about Bonnaroo. He's been to Bonnaroo up in Tennessee around the Manchester, Tennessee area. But he's been to the last two Bonnaroo music festivals in 2022 and 2023. We got a lot of pictures up, the articles by our freelance writer, JC. 
So check out the bigjreport.com. Check out the Neighbors 1 and the Neighbors 2 sections as well. Taking a look at uh, some shows coming up. By the way, don't forget about the madmaxmix.weebly.com. The Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest Show from 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock Eastern Time. That is 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Shows coming up in North Florida. Let's take a look at some shows that are coming up. Uh, Late Night Transfer is going to be playing. So is... um, Local North Florida band, Psychic Deli. So let's pick up the shows that are coming up. Here, here's a show we want to tell you about. Well, Late Night Transfer did play the Boost Ward, 51 Robert Street in Atlantic Beach. Show from 9 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning back on September the 16th at the Boost Ward from 9 p.m. to 1 o'clock a.m. That show was, was held back on September the 16th. Also, Alice Cooper performing at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. That show coming up on October the 4th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Local North Florida band Psychic Deli performing at Cliff's Bar and Grill on Friday, on Friday the 13th of October, October 13th of 2023. Also, local North Florida jam band Late Night Transfer. That's a local North Florida band. As you'd say, local North Florida jam band, Late Night Transfer, doing a show November 4th at New Venue Bedlam on Mayport Road. That should be near the right near the Atlantic Beach, Florida area. Again, that's local North Florida jam band, Late Night Transfer, doing a show on November the 4th at New Venue Bedlam, Bedlam, I should say. And let me repeat that. Local North Florida Jam Band, Late Night Transfer, doing a show on November the 4th at New at new Venue uh, Bedlam on Mayport Road. Also, and they get a lot of high marks from uh, Chris Parker, who plays in the North Florida local band, Psychic Deli. He told me they're really, really good. Talking about Brit Floyd. That's right. Also, Pink Floyd. Band Brett Floyd coming to the iconic theater on Saturday night. The newly revamped and remodeled theater, which should be shows uh, next month in October. Nice shows coming up. Pink Floyd tribute band Brett Floyd uh, going to play and coming to the iconic Florida theater on Saturday night, November the 18th, 2023, at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, Jim Croce's son, the late Jim Croce's son, T.J. Croce, and songs, and he has songs of his own as well. And I listen to the, I really like this version of I Got a Name, this song that Jim Croce did. And this is, I think, one of the better remakes that A.J. has done of his dad's work. A.J. in the I've Got a Name. Um, and AJ Croce will be in Jacksonville. That's right. AJ Croce, the son of the late Jim Croce, AJ Croce, playing his dad's music and his music on Saturday evening, November the 25th, 2023, at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Florida. Also, Kansas are coming to North. 
North Florida in a few months. Kansas will be playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024, 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. Also, Gladys Knight will be performing in February. Gladys Knight performing February, let's see, Gladys Knight performing on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater here in Jacksonville, Florida. We'll give you an update on the Jumbo Shrimp uh, coming up in a, a few minutes. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Taking a look at our, our monitor as we take a look at the Jags game. Looks like the Texans got the ball back. Texans are leading the football game as the game now moving into the – getting ready to move into the fourth quarter. It looks like the third quarter getting ready to end with about 10 seconds to go in the third quarter. Looks like the Texans are just going to let the clock run out late in the third quarter. Houston Texans have a 14-point lead. The Houston Texans 24, the Jacksonville Jaguars 10. And, yes, you are listening to the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. We'll be right back at the conclusion of this game. We'll take a look at the game-based stats, get an update on the Jumbo Shrimp as the Teal Shirt Report Podcast continues. Stay tuned. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, episode show number uh, 66. Jaguars score a touchdown on a pass from Trevor Lawrence in the fourth quarter to uh, Christian Kirk. Jaguars creeping back into it. The Texans had gotten a field goal and got up 27 to 10. I'm looking at the replay of the Trevor Lawrence pass to Christian Kirk. He got deep back behind the defenders. The Texans had blitzed on Trevor Lawrence, and it left, boy, it left um, Christian Kirk wide open in the end zone. End zone closest man to him was like three or four yards away. So a nice um, long touchdown pass, Trevor Lawrence to uh, Christian Kirk. I see a note from Gaylor. He says, "We need an apple turnover." Man, you ain't kidding. Or just stop him. I mean, just stop him. We're still early enough in the fourth quarter. To get back in this thing, it's early in the fourth quarter. Jaguars now down by 10 points. Christian Kirk scores a touchdown. Jaguars convert the extra point. It's been just a horrible day on special teams for the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars miss a couple of field goals in this game. Boy, they'd love to have those points back. And then uh, a kickoff, a kickoff return for a touchdown by number 47, basically the fullback. Guy's name is um, Andrew Beckham, I believe. He ran the ball nearly 90 yards. This time, nobody's running it out as the Jaguars kicked the ball deep. So with about a little over 10 minutes to go in the game, Jaguars trailing by 10 points. Uh, Houston Texans, the Houston Texans 27. The Jacksonville Jaguars 17. C.J. Stroud has played good today. We got the word that uh, Jaguars right tackle Anton Harrison uh, left the game with an ankle injury today. So, again, the Jaguars trailing 27-17. Still about 10 minutes to go in the football game. 
We'll be back at the conclusion, run down the stats, but right now not looking real good. Going to need a, a really big comeback by Trevor Lawrence. Houston leads the football game early in the fourth quarter. Houston Texans 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. We'll continue with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Well, it's come to an end. Man, horrendous day for the Jaguars. Special teams were awful. We're going to take a look at the final stats. C.J. Stroud played like a like a 10-year veteran, a quarterback for the Houston Texans, and the Texans win the football game. We are going to check the uh, final stats. Jaguars get soundly beat. They got their beat. They got their ass beat. They did. I don't normally use that language, but they got they got beat. Um, John Gaylor and I were chatting during the football game, and John, I think John said something about sound like we'd been believing the the Kool Aid, the elixir, or Maybe one of those old tonics we used to see the gypsies sell on the the black and white late night western movies. But the Jaguars lose this game. My goodness, New England is leading the Jets 15 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Baltimore and Indy tied 19-19. Wow, Gordon, I think uh, Gardner Minshew's playing quarterback for Indy in that game. That can't be true, that score I'm looking at right there. Miami 70, Denver 20? That looks like the squish the fish game in the opposite direction for Miami winning. Ken, is that true? That might be a misprint on the score. Okay, so we got some other game. Looks like the New England Jets game is getting ready to end. There's like one second to play in the game. The Jets have the ball. New England's winning 15 to 10. So we'll keep an eye on the NFL scoreboard. Jags lose to Houston. Houston Texans 37. The Jacksonville Jaguars 17. It looks like like Buffalo and Washington. Their game is about at the conclusion. Let's take a look as we get some, uh, some scores to take a look at. Again, the Houston Texans 37. The Jacksonville Jaguars 17. The Buffalo Bills, I'm happy I picked them in the football pool. Buffalo Bills 37, the Washington Commanders 3. The old Washington Redskins, Washington football team, now known as the Washington Commanders. The Buffalo Bills spanked them, and they spanked them on the road, too. They beat them at Washington. Buffalo Bills 37, Washington Redskins 3, but they're officially known now not as the Washington football team. But the Washington Commanders, Buffalo 37, the Washington Commanders 3, the final score. Big win for Buffalo. They had a 21-point fourth quarter. They outscored Washington 21-3 in the fourth quarter. Went on to a – took out a lot of frustrations um, on Washington. So Buffalo uh, wins that game. Buffalo uh, 37, Washington 3, the final score. And uh, heck, we'll take a look at most of all the scores that are that are coming in. Is this for real? This this Miami score. Let's take a look at this again. The Houston Texans with a big surprise, thirty-seven to seventeen win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dolphins have scored seventy points. The game's late in the fourth quarter, so we'll probably stay here and get the final score of this one. This might be an NFL record breaker. 
The Dolphins scoring 14 points in the first quarter, 21 points in the second quarter, 14 points in the third quarter, and another 21 points in the fourth quarter. The Dolphins have a 70-20 to lead over the Denver Broncos at the two-minute warning of this game. 70 points. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever, in the the whole time I've watched NFL football, going back to the early 1970s when I was like a six-year-old kid, I don't think I've ever seen a team score 70 points in the NFL. I don't believe so. This might be a record breaker. The Miami Dolphins, 70 points. It looked like a, a misprint at first, and then I clicked on the, uh, the you know, basically the score, the scores by quarter. And the Miami Dolphins leading uh, Denver 70-20. to 20 With uh, They're at the two-minute warning. The Dolphins have the ball, and I'm assuming the Dolphins are just going to kind of run the clock out. You're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Jaguars have lost to Houston 37-17. <laughs> Okay, on this uh, this disappointing loss for the Jaguars, we're going to take a look at the stats. Final score in the books now. The uh, Houston Texans 37, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. We will absolutely um, take a look at the stats of this football game. We did take a look at the halftime stats as well. So let's update you on the stats for this football game. Horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. Uh, key to the game, special teams. Jaguars were really terrible on special teams. They missed a couple of field goals. There was a field goal blocked, a field goal missed. Uh, the Texans run the fullback, number 47, ran a touchdown all the way back up for a kickoff return for a touchdown for the Texans. And the Jaguars really didn't stop. The Jaguars' defense really did not stop C.J. Stroud, the rookie quarterback who looked kind of like a 9- or 10-year veteran uh, today for the Houston Texans. I've got the stats up. We'll take a look at them. Trevor Lawrence, uh, not a not a real bad day, but not the best. I mean, 27 out of 40, 279 yards, 7 yards uh, average on, on his Pass completions, one touchdown, one interception, 85.3 rating. But he got he got outdueled by the rookie, C.J. Stroud, 20 for 30, 280 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So, you know, Stroud's up there at 118.8 with his quarterback ranking. Uh, Travis Etienne looked like he got a little banged up toward the end of the football game. He ended up with 19 carries, 88 yards, his long one. Looks like it was about 16 yards. Um, Trevor Lawrence, three carries, 12 yards. Tank Bigsby managed uh, two carries for 10, two carries for 10 yards. Uh, Dearness Johnson came in three carries, uh, six yards for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, pass receiving, Evan Ingram was basically at zero in the first half. He caught seven balls in the second half. Seven receptions, 67 yards. Christian Kirk, four catches, 54 yards, including a touchdown. And I believe that was a 26-yard uh, touchdown catch by um, Christian Kirk. Travis Etienne, four catches, 50 yards. That's fairly impressive. Travis Etienne, four catches, 50 yards receiving to go along with his, um, you know, his, um, 
his yardage, 88 yards rushing the football. So between 88 and 50 yards receiving, that's like, you know, 100, what, 100 and, um, about 138 yards total offense for um, ETN, both uh, rushing and receiving. Ridley, not too impressive today. Three catches, 40 yards. Appeared like he hurt his back a little bit uh, early in the first quarter, but he came back in there. Uh, touchdowns, Christian Kirk got a touchdown uh, from, got a touchdown pass that he caught from Trevor Lawrence for a touchdown. Um, let's see, taking a look, um, Jamal Agnew lost, you know, lost a fumble, had caught the ball, then fumbled it, kind of got hit hard, ball came loose and he lost a fumble, uh, defensively, um, there he is, uh, Foysaid Olakun. Leading tackler, 14 total tackles, eight solo tackles. Rayshon Jenkins, seven total tackles, six solo tackles in the game. Andre Sisco, seven tackles. We seem to get a lot of tackles by our safeties. Andre Sisco, seven tackles, four solo tackles. Roy Robertson Harris, who, you know, basically is a defensive lineman, defensive end, defensive tackle type, but he plays mainly DN, defensive end. Roy Robertson Harris um, had five total tackles, two solo tackles. Devin Lloyd from the linebacker position had five tackles, three. Let me see. Devin Lloyd, five total tackles, two solo tackles. Ledbetter came in the game, four total tackles, three solo tackles. Trayvon Walker didn't do much in the second half. First half, he was like right at three tackles and three solo tackles. Got another tackle in the second half. Uh, Trayvon had a better first half than second half, but he ended up with four total tackles, three solo tackles, two tackles in the first half for losses. He had two tackles, two tackles for losses in the first half. Uh, Tyson Campbell in the game had um, three total tackles, two solo tackles. And, you know, that's a significant um, significantly what happened. I'm looking at sacks and you're going into play an offensive line in Houston. That's kind of banged up and not very good. And I don't believe Stroud got sacked one time. He did not get sacked one time. Um, there was not a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. There might've been some pressure, but I'm not seeing any sacks. Uh, the pass rush seemed to be not, kind of non-existent on both sides. Stroud got the Jaguars defensive defensive line got no sacks in this football game. Um, you know where do you go from here? It's a bad day. You got to call it a bad day. It was a carnival, kind of a carnival of errors. Special teams were bad in the football game, and C.J. Stroud played well. You didn't expect a rookie to play this well. They scored thirty-seven points, so. When you look at the Jaguars, 17 points, you know, you, you kind of look around and say, that's only one. Was that two touchdowns the Jags got? So they're sitting at 10 points in the third quarter. So let's see. Logan Cook, two punts for 94 yards, 47.0 average. Uh, Brandon McManus, the Jags field goal kicker, one for three, had a kick. A field goal attempt blocked, missed one badly to the right early in the game. One out of three kicking. 
Um, Jamal Agnew kick returns three for like 72 yards, a 24-yard average on um, kickoff returns for the Jaguars. Uh, no Jacksonville punt returns. How about that? That's what it says here in the stats. They still may be updating some of these stats. I got to keep that in mind. Jamal Agnew play, coming into the game playing wide receiver, you know, our, our slot receiver, if you will. Jamal Agnew had one fumble after making the catch. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where we are in the football game. Um, taking a look at Trevor Lawrence, again, 27 out of 40. One touchdown, one interception. Mm. Jags had 17 points in the second half, but they got shut out in the first half. Houston led 17 to nothing at halftime. Jags got 10 points in the third quarter. Houston tacked on seven. Houston outscored Jacksonville 13 to seven in the fourth quarter of this game. We're going to continue along. We are going to update you on the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, where they're at the uh, AAA baseball season kind of coming to a climatic end here at the end of the month. We'll take a look at an update on the Jumbo Shrimp. Earlier in this podcast, you know, we gave you high school football results from most of the high schools. There's a lot of high schools that play football throughout our areas. Um, And we gave you some college football scores from Saturday, September the 23rd, a little bit earlier in the podcast. We'll be back to wrap things up. This is the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Well, the Jaguars lose on this uh, Sunday, September 24th. Houston Texans 37, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. In the break here, I was thinking, what was the turning point of the game? Kind of had bad turns uh, off and on mostly throughout the game. But when the Jaguars clawed back and got in the, um, you know, in the third quarter, they got within 10, they got within 7.17 to 10. And I've got to say the number 47 special teamer fullback that ran the, the kick back for a touchdown. I believe the guy's name was Andrew number 47. Andrew was at Beckham. Uh, he ran the touchdown back close to 90 yards. Seemed like a short kick to me. I don't think McManus had a very good day for the Jaguars. So all I can tell you is I think that's probably the turning point of the football game. When you take a look at the stats, um, of course, you know, we can, we can take a look at the team stats. Um, let me, let me take a look at the scoring. I kind of wanted to find the, um, uh, Beck's rare touchdown propels the Texans to a 37 to 17 route of the Jaguars. That's a news headline. I'm, I'm seeing by AP, uh, fullback Andrew Beck fumbled a kickoff and then broke five tackles during approximately an 85-yard uh, return for a touchdown. That was a key play of the game. Jaguars were had, had battled back and got within seven points. The uh, Texans led the game. That was probably their, you know, their smallest lead of the game, 17 to 10, you know, after halftime. 
and they battled back and and uh, the Jags got the thing within 17 to 10 and then that's the backbreaker that is the absolute backbreaker the kickoff return uh, for the touchdown by fullback Andrew Beck Andrew Beck is the guy's name Andrew Beck fumbled a kickoff and then broke like five tackles according to AP and he returned it for an 85 yards for a touchdown um, one of several special teams misplays by the Jaguars. Uh, special teams, it was horrendous. And it was a big factor and big key to the why the Jaguars lost this game. Still in all, the Jaguars only scoring 17 points in this one. I had predicted the Jaguars to win the game, and I thought the Jags would score at least 27 points in this game. They did not. They scored 17 the offense still trying. Okay, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars lose to Houston. The Houston Texans 37, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. We'll take a look at some other NFL scores. I was totally amazed at the Dolphins score where the Dolphins put 70 points on the Denver Broncos. I'm thinking, is that even possible? I don't ever remember a regular season game or a playoff game where a team scored that many points and a defense yielded that many points in a game. I remember the squish, the fish game where I think the, the Jaguars scored what 62 points or something in that game. But this was different. This was 70, the Miami Dolphins, 70, Denver Broncos, 20. Just going to give you some final scores that we do have. Buffalo was a, was a big winner uh, earlier today. Buffalo, man, they, they trounced the Washington Commanders. The Washington Redskins, Washington football team, if you will, the Washington Commanders. Buffalo Bills, um, 37. Washington Commanders, 3, the final score. Cleveland killed the Tennessee Titans, 27-3. Uh, New England Patriots beat the Jets 15 to 10. Uh, Chargers, Chargers got a win. The LA Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers got a win over Minnesota. Los Angeles Chargers 28, Minnesota Vikings 24. How did the Miami Dolphins do it? Gonna have to watch the highlights on this one. The Miami Dolphins scored a lot of points in the, the first quarter and the fourth quarter, and then scored more points in between in the second and third quarter. Somehow, this this is this really shocked me. Uh, Miami 70, the Denver Broncos 20, the final score. Just just as almost shocking, the Houston Texans 37, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17, the final score. Uh, Green Bay hung on and beat New Orleans. I think New Orleans missed a field goal at the end of regulation. Final score, uh, Green Bay 18, New Orleans 17. Detroit, I kind of felt Detroit had covered that three-point spread and um, Detroit did beat Atlanta, the Detroit Lions 20, the Atlanta Falcons 6. First loss for the uh, Falcons. I believe they're 2-1 now. Cleveland 1 uh, without Nick Chubb. Cleveland 27, Tennessee 3. And the Indianapolis Colts, and I believe Gardner Minshew, I believe went most of the way at quarterback. Indianapolis Colts beat the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts 22, the Baltimore Ravens 19, the final score. And, of course, the Thursday night game, um, San Francisco killed the New York Giants, San Francisco 30, the New York Giants 
uh, 12, the final score. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening in. I want to thank my producers, my executive I do want to uh, thank my executive producer, uh, JC, our producer, Alex Nunry, our contributor and correspondent and supporter of the podcast, John Gaver. Thank you so much, John. John was in so much disbelief of this game. Could not believe it. It was like a nightmare. We never expected to lose to the Texans uh, during the week. Uh, the line of the game was as much as 10 points the Jaguars were favored by. Then it was nine, nine and a half. And I think it got down to like eight or eight and a half points before kickoff. So there was some, there was some money going on the Texans. No doubt about it. Amazing. So I was looking in between the break here. Um, I was kind of looking up some, some things that happened during the football game. Tank Bigsby had two carries for 10 yards. One of those two carries went for a touchdown. And, you know, the Jags also got a, um, you know, they also got a field goal, um, one field goal from Brandon McManus uh, today. The Jags got the game within 17 to 10 before Andrew Beck ran back the 80, it was about an 85, I believe an 85-yard touchdown return by a, fullback to play special teams. The kick was short. So the uh, the key to this game was about maybe about three different areas. Special teams, obviously the, uh, the kickoff return for a touchdown after the Jags had got it within seven points. The kickoff return that went 85 yards on a short kick. Um, Andrew Beck grabbed it, took off around the right side. And there were about three guys on the sidelines that just couldn't catch him. And he kept going and kept going and scored. And that was kind of the backbreaker. That's when the dam kind of burst for the Jaguars. And all of a sudden, toward the end of the third quarter, Texans back out to a 14-point lead in the football game. And that seemed to, you know, be one of the big differences of the game. Jaguars lose. Uh, was the Houston Texans 37, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. Tough day for the Jumbo Shrimp, too. They lost up in Nashville. Nashville Sounds 8, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp 4. Nashville Sounds 8 runs, 12 hits, 1 error. The Jumbo Shrimp 4 runs, 7 hits, no errors. Um, Walters, a losing pitcher for the Jumbo Shrimp, falls to 0-4 with a 6.95 ERA for the Jumbo Shrimp. And that's on the road up in Nashville. This has been a tough week for the Jumbo Shrimp up in Nashville. They were 70 and 77. Now, all of a sudden, the Jumbo Shrimp are 70 and 79. Thank you so much to our producers, our executive producer, JC. Thank you so much, JC, for your work as the executive producer on this podcast. I want to thank Alex Nunnery and our correspondent contributor, and supporter John Gaylor, thank you so much, man. This was a tough day. I know this was a tough game for John, for uh, John Gaylor to to swallow this loss. I mean, this was a tough one. This was a very tough one because the Jaguars at one time during the week were as much as a ten point favorite early in the week. It went to nine and nine and a half, or nine and nine and a half. 
And then I noticed yesterday, I'm looking at the line, it's down to like eight, eight and a half points. So it was somewhere between eight and nine points when they kicked off uh, today in Jacksonville. The attendance for the football game, um, the capacity at uh, Everbank Stadium for football at this moment is 67,858. The attendance, the actual game attendance was 61,466. So it was, uh, you know, a little bit over 90% full, I believe, if my math is correct. The Jags got two touchdowns in the game. Tank Bigsby scored in the third quarter. He only had two carries in the game, two for 10 yards, but one of the one of his two carries was for a touchdown, a short touchdown. And then you had uh, Trevor Lawrence hitting Christian Kirk on a nice touchdown catch. Uh, Brandon McManus did nail one of his three field goal attempts. Man, he missed badly on that first one early in the first quarter. Then he got another one blocked in the first half. Then finally hitting a field goal. Jag scored the touchdown with Bigsby. And all of a sudden, they're down by seven points before that kickoff return really broke the dam. The, the kickoff return by number 47, the pullback, um, Andrew Beck. That's going to do it. That's, that's all I can uh, – that's all I got. I mean – I think my energy is about out now at this point. Final score again, the Houston Texans 37, the Jacksonville Jaguars 17. This has been episode show, episode show number 66 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, season number four. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Support our podcast. We'd love to have your support. What we do on this podcast, we cover the Jacksonville Jaguars. We try to make sense out of it all. We um, cover North Florida entertainment and other area sports as well. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, you guys have a great day, and uh, be back with us again real soon. We'll have uh, more content on the uh, next episode show coming up when you check back with us, you know, in the next uh, few hours, the next few minutes, or the next day. Come back and come back to be here with us at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. Hey, you have a great day. And again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast Network. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.